HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing app, available on Android and Apple devices. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight, and single. And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33... Straight. I'm still single, Jacqueline. Still What's going single. on? I know. It's been 11, 12 weeks now, and we're still single. Hmm. For our second segment today, we are going to be joined by Heritage Radio Network's own executive director, Erin Fairbanks. So come let us adore her. Let us hail her praises. Uh, she's going to share an insane story about a relationship she was once in, which might lead us to a larger discussion about should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go? No, 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 no. Um, but before we get to that... Thanksgiving is done, Christmas is coming, Hanukkah is here, and we need your money. Uh, if you want to support public radio, please go to heritageradionetwork.org, click on the beating heart, and support all of the shows that come to you live out of Roberta's in the back uh, in Bushwick. We love doing this show, and they make it very easy for us. We just come in here every week, and we start talking, and then like magic, it goes onto the radio and onto iTunes. So if you listen to the show, if you like it, if you want us to keep doing it, please donate. Please. Please donate. Especially we have to say this because our director is in here yeah, right now. Best behavior and we today. Haven't else quite, we're just totally we haven't like out really the street, raised think, that much we? money. Yeah, we are. We've got to be good and we're already messing up like crazy. But you, you mispronounced know. her name. I mispronounced her name, Erin Fairbanks. We've been having an interesting day already. Um but before we get before we bring her in officially to the show, uh so Ben, you and I are both we, we have dating stuff going on, but we don't feel like talking. 
talking about it this week. It's just, you know, sometimes it's complicated to talk it about is. on the radio. It's, or sometimes you just feel like maybe our listening audience won't give a shit about well, what's going on. I mean, us, we listen you know? to each other talk about it, and I just feel like neither of what we're going <laughs> You're through. You're so tired of listening to me, so t- to be honest. Well, that's I'm what tired of like having to like majorly psychoanalyze everything that's happening in my dating life, too. Like, we were so, oh, way back in summer, we were so young and excited about talking about our love lives on the radio, and we're already like, oh, God, I've got to go ahead and talk about my dating life. You've got no response to that. You're just sitting. You're just chilling on the I other mean, side I'm just, of the room. I'm just firmly sitting here in agreement. Okay. That is all. So, what we've concocted for today, Ben, I had an idea last week. I was out. I was out with a girlfriend, and we were talking about how, like, you don't really get over. You don't often really get over someone that you sort of regret not being with until you're like madly in love with someone else. I haven't been madly in love with someone in a while, and so I got. So I'm a writer. So I got an idea about since I have this show as an excuse about messaging, emailing my last five significant boyfriends or guys I was in a relationship with. And ask them the same couple of questions about why they think we broke up. And then I will, before I read their answers, I will answer the same questions and then see what happens. Like see if you get the, if you have the same answers or see what, where the Exactly. Because I think it's really interesting. I was thinking, I was, so I was talking with this girlfriend about like one particular relationship and she's like, oh, why'd you guys break up? And it's been a while. And so, A, I figured the answer that I have now is different than the answer I had when we first broke up. And I could sort of like guess now at what the reason was, but I don't really know. And because I'm emotionally disconnected enough but I'm still curious. So it's it's mostly just a sociological study about how like you is know, it a sociological study or is it a personal curiosity uh, study? I don't know. It's if six of one, half a dozen of another. I don't know. Um, no, but like part, it's mostly because I want to pitch it to a website that I that I want to write for. I've been writing about non food things for a couple clients now. I've got a magazine piece coming up. I'm excited about that. It has nothing to do with food, and so I'm like I'm curious. And we have this show. Like we've got a. I can I can use the show as an excuse, right, so, basically. So I have two questions for you right off the bat. Okay. One is. Are you nervous about the answers that you might receive? If are you, I mean, I'm imagining you're going to ask them to be as candid as possible. With oh God, you. yeah, no, I want like brutal honesty. And so, like, what? I mean, they could say some horrible things about they you. Could, like, you're really opening yourself up to hear some like heavy criticism about your dating habits or about yeah, your life habits in general. I was nervous about that idea until I was out with this specific girlfriend who's extremely badass, and she's you know she's married and. She's she's I wouldn't say settled because she's still like out there in the world and she's crazy talented and wonderful. But she's one of those people that will say what she's like. She's she doesn't have that sort of wall of worrying about what people are going to think. And she's got this beautiful sense of of confidence and owning herself because of it. And so I was thinking about how I might be nervous about that. But the other part of me is like, fuck it. You know, it's like we don't we we've talked a lot about I'm not dating them anymore. I owe them nothing. They owe me nothing. And we've talked a lot on the show about just communication and how communication, you know, a lack of it can get in your way. So, yeah. So I'm going to ask these questions. And I mean, you mentioned a couple weeks ago that you sort of done the same thing with one girl. I I did it with a couple girls, actually. I, I was. All right. This is kind of a little embarrassing to admit, but I was. A little, I was feeling a little lonely. This was before we ever even started this show. I was feeling lonely. I was a little like down on myself. I was, yeah, you know, I was like, it'd been a while since I actually just kind of like gotten out of something that I was like really psyched about and apparently she wasn't. Um, So I was like bummed about it and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, like why, why? 
are these things not working out the way I planned? It wasn't like going back and talking to serious uh, relationship partners. It was actually just like a couple, like people who I had dated in the you know recent past. Right, so it gets to a point and then it doesn't go further. Yes, and, I, and so I was like, what is the matter? And so I reached out to both of them and I was like, hey, you know, I totally respect your decision to not continue things with me, but honestly, I'm just curious as to what was missing for you or if... What'd they say? Um, I mean, I got, comp- I got like almost polar opposite responses from both of them, which was interesting. And they were very different All right, what were they? Uh, women. Fess up. Um, one told me... One was a lot younger than me. Um, so, so, was she like, you're old, dude? No, she did not say that. <laughs> but actually... You're the crypt keeper at 33 years old. I know, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. How young I'm was she, sorry, actually? I'm sorry, it in. I'm so... <laughs> wait, I, how young was she? She was a, a decade younger than me. Oh, okay. So she was... <laughs> Burned again by Liz. Um, But anyway, so yeah, she actually said this, which was, I I thought, a fascinating response, was that she was like, you ask personal questions and listen too closely. I hate when guys ask personal questions. Don't you just hate it when someone is trying to like really connect deeply with you? She sounds like a 23-year-old. No, well, actually, like... Okay, all right. What what about the other one? The other one said that, like, she didn't feel as though, like, we had as, like, hot a physical connection as she wanted. Ouch. Did you feel like you had a hot physical connection? I felt like it... I was attracted to her, but I felt... To be honest, I was so into her... That, like, I was nervous about being too aggressive physically because I, like, was trying to suss things out and, like, making sure that she liked me and wanting to make sure that she didn't think I only wanted her for Okay, well, let's jump to, like, wait, wait, wait. I want to jump to how did it feel, though, to have both of these women speak to you so honestly? Um, It was nice. It was a relief. It was a nice change of pace from what I feel like people get so often, which is some sort of bullshit canned excuse for why, I'm sorry, I'm really busy, or I whatever it right. may be. And you and I have talked about that before, in general, being honest with people if you're not interested, and just letting them know where you are, instead of ghosting, or instead of just like you know making a lame excuse. Totally. So is this something that you, is my, my, my question something that you would want to try with I mean, them I or would, other people? I would, I think, want to go back and talk to like a serious girlfriend that I've had, one in particular, who, um, you know, yeah, who I think would offer some really interesting insight into what our relationship was and why it ended. I'm interested to know from you what the questions you're going to ask are. Well, conveniently, I've got them in my hand right now in my little magic machine. Okay, so here's, so I'm thinking five questions because I'm thinking five boyfriends from five years, five questions because I have to think about titles because I'm a writer, so it seems to work. So let me know if you think these are good and if especially the last one might be dropped. I will judge you very harshly. Number one, number one, why did we break up? Number two, what didn't work about us? Number three, what did work about us? Number four, when you think of me now, what do you think about and number five, do you have any regrets? They're all short. They're simple. I mean, I'd like that the questions are short and can leave room for either for a very or short yes. or long answer right. in response. Is um, there one that sticks out that you don't think is as... I mean, the, the, there's two questions that sound a little bit similar to me, which are um, the first two, which are why, why did, did we break, break up and, and what, what didn't, didn't work? work? Um, I 
see what the difference is, but I think if you're going to go with five questions, you can ask one that you can you know marry those two and make one that's, that's another true that's true in my experience as an interviewer though i've heard like a slight change of wording can lead to different things and because i'm I, for the piece i'm gonna write i'm not gonna say exactly so i won't say who the i won't say the guy's name and i won't say there won't be a picture or whatever they're gonna represent you know there are five different types of relationships that i was in but i'm not gonna have to i'm not gonna like list all of the answers to all five of them so i feel like that the difference in that wording is enough that it um why did we break up is specifically about the breakup itself about why did we break up at that moment versus like over the course of our relationship, what didn't work out? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it totally, I guess, depends on the specifics of the relationship. I find for me that oftentimes those two things are the same. So are you thinking you're going to ask the same or similar questions or what question would you want to ask to especially this one lady? I'm definitely interested in why in her mind we broke up. Right. I think that's a very interesting question. Because um, that can be so different. Like I'm thinking, totally. like what I'm thinking is probably very different than at least two. I don't know, two or three. I don't know. Like it, it could be completely. And it different. totally is dependent on like if you were the one who did the breaking right. up and time were- and time. Like things that seemed one way, you know, back then. Like one of these is going back five, six years. Absolutely. Yeah. The other question that you have that I think is appealing to me is, and this is obviously more for my own just selfish curiosity is like what do you think about me now i think is or when you think about me what do you think about me now not even because i want her to want me still or want to be in a relationship well, because with we me. think about each other totally like, I, I still think about these people whether it's an innocent passing thought or something of significance and it was a meaningful you know all yeah. of my past relationships hold tremendous meaning right. to me in different ways and i of course want to confirm that the same is true for her and just think it was just I'm fascinated by well and the what slight difference be. of wording on that one was interesting when I originally had it as if you think of me now and my girlfriend's like no of course they think of you so when they think of you and I was like I love you you're my favorite girlfriend um cool so I think what we're gonna do is now that we've talked this through a little bit I'm gonna send these out in the next week and hopefully by the time we come back for our next season on Monday January 4th I will have all that in and I will know where this piece is going to be and then we're I think gonna try to get a life or love or relationship expert on the show. And we can definitely, depending on how far you go with this little experiment as well, we probably, we can do one or two shows sort of analyzing these I answers. Think I might, yeah, I think I might join you on this. Okay, uh, good. So we'll figure out structurally what, what we'll do to come back next season with it. But I think definitely having an expert come on and writing our own answers to these questions before we receive them back so that we can sort of really honestly get what we thought to be true and then see what happens with them. Oh, God, it might just be horrible if you think it's one thing and it's something completely yeah, different. That's true, but I feel like with my with all my five guys, other than maybe like the most recent one, it's so far in the past. You I don't want to so be so many them. like serious relationships in your past. That's incredible. I don't have that many people who mean that I fall much into to me. that, which is why the past couple of years have been weird, that they've been more vacant of that. Yeah, but anyway, but you that's might have a, a story longer list of people than I've got. Oh, my list is But my long, list will maybe. be juicy. <laughs> It'll be short but juicy. I don't know. My list is pretty juicy. Oh well, too. all right. Fine. Um, you just beat me in every category. <laughs> that's then. not true. All right, take it. Take us out of uh, here. We're Benny. gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined by the big boss lady, Erin Fairbanks. But first, a bit on our sponsor, the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid, and some beats from Rectech. We'll be back. Listening to this show, you've probably used Tinder, you've probably used OkCupid, 
And maybe you're bored of these human dating apps. Want to play matchmaker with some more interesting couples? Food couples? Say, drinks and cheese? Well, you can now with the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid app. What beverage complements your cheese? What cheese complements your beverage? Wisconsin Cheese Cupid has the answer. Just choose beverage or cheese in need of a soulmate, and Wisconsin Cheese Cupid will do the rest. Feeling a bit adventurous? Pairing Roulette will create a random yet perfectly delicious pairing for you. So if you're sick of swiping left and right, put aside the dating struggles and make a match that'll satisfy even the loneliest of the lonely. Go to CheeseCupid.com or find CheeseCupid in the App Store. Happy matchmaking. Hi, this is Harry Rosenblum, host of Feast Your Ears here on Heritage Radio Network. This is my first season as a host, but at the Brooklyn Kitchen, we've been supporting Heritage Radio for many years, and I really believe in what Heritage does. It is a fantastic network that really highlights everything that is going on in food in America, from restaurant openings to farms uh, to my show, where I feature interesting people with interesting stories related to food. But Heritage is a not-for-profit. We don't make any money. Uh, most of the hosts do this because we love to do it, and we really do need your help as listeners. We'd love to have you listen, whether you can give any money or not. The website will still be up. You can still stream your favorite shows. But if you do like the programs here on Heritage Radio, we really would encourage you to go to the website, heritageradionetwork.org, click on the beating heart in the upper right-hand corner, and give whatever you can. If you drink coffee every afternoon, while you listen to shows on Heritage, then maybe you can give us the cost of a cup of coffee once in a while. If you want to become a larger member, there's all kinds of great things you get if you become a member of the station and a larger supporter. So please join me, join the Brooklyn Kitchen, join our other great sponsors, and become a member. Erin Fairbanks knows food. She's worked at Zingerman's Deli, Savoy, and Gramercy Tavern as a line cook and a charcuterie engineer. She spent a year at Flying Pigs Farm and launched the No Goat Left Behind project for Heritage Foods USA. Now she's the executive director for Heritage Radio Network and the host of The Farm Report. She's also a kick-ass lady, literally. She studies Muay Thai, the art of eight limbs, and has invented the dating trick Five Warm Smiles, which we're going to ask her about. Welcome to our little show, Erin. Oh, it is such an honor. Thank you, guys. Yay. We're so excited and a little bit nervous to have you here. Um, well, then our feelings are mirrored, mutual, shared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to start out, um, if you don't mind sharing, how old are you? What is your dating status? And what are you looking for? I am 36. I am single. And I am looking for... Social dexterity. Uh, Social yes, dexterity. Yes, that is a, That's a good <laughs> phrase. Very important quality. I agree with you 100% on that one. Uh, emotional availability. That's, um, God, that's been lacking. You know. No, that's been <laughs> lacking yeah, in the kidding, last I'm three kidding. guys on my list. Um, and then, you know, just have your, like, physical and mental health in check. In check. That's so, you know, it's a short know. list, but it's a powerful list. That's a very powerful list, <laughs> gentlemen out there. I really like aware. meeting with social dexterity. And I really like following up with emotional availability, so... Um, so Aaron, the, I, the reason, one of the reasons why I asked you on is a couple weeks ago over a couple of cocktails, uh, you told me this story that blew my mind. 
Do you remember which story that was? I know you said you've got a bucket of them. <laughs> she literally just dropped um, everything that was in her lap, too, when she was asked about the story, like yeah. the pen and the I'm paper. Like, like, I'm like, no, it's cool. Like, it's totally cool. I didn't know cool. I was going to have to talk about that. <laughs> Guys, I'm totally ready for this. It's... No, I'm totally ready for this. So will you will you recap your, your story about um, about the tattooed stomach. I guess we're going to get the six-fingered man and the tattooed stomach. The six, yes, exactly. You killed my father. Prepare, Prepare to, to die. die. Yeah, no, um, I I had, like, I feel like many women I know, I had a, a big bad ex. Um, I like to think that mine was extra big and bad and special in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my tattooed story, uh, well, kind of how I heard it, um, we'd, we'd kind of broken up suddenly. And How uh, long have you been dating for? About a year, just over a year. So a significant amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, and it was an intense, I mean, it was like an intense relationship. I was all up on it, you know. Literally uh, <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> um, and uh, after not seeing him for a couple of days, he like showed up on my stoop one night and told me this like long forlorn tale of like why he was kind of like forced to um, step away and this pressure he got from his ex's family to kind of be with her and that they went on this show called NY Inked and you know this like stuff happened and anyway would I like take him back and I was like no okay you know like things happen it was like very dramatic but like at that point everything about us was super dramatic and how never- old were you at the time? 30 Okay. No, I'm just. I'm always curious because of you know things we do when we're younger and how young we are. Yeah, I, can't I will use admit that, that I was thinking younger. Me too. Yeah. That's why. No, yeah. no. That's this right. was like, is the cusp of something. I was. I was. Uh, yeah, I was not young. Um, I. Uh, but I had never heard of NY Inc. So I thought it was like a business show about like I don't know NY Incorporated. incorporated. Yeah, right. Incorporated. <laughs> um, flash forward to a week later, we are uh, having sex. He's being like a little weird. He's keeping his shirt on and I'm kind of like what's going on? And I know I, what like, happens and I'm still nervous. <laughs> I like flip on a brighter light and I look at him and across his chest written in Italian is will you marry me? Da, 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 da. And I screamed. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it, I told you about it from New York Inc. I'm like, yeah, no, you, you didn't actually. Um, he had gone on the real New York Inc. show, which is a show about getting tattooed. And on the show had gotten, uh, the name of his other girlfriend, um, will you marry me tattooed across his stomach? And like so, not an ex, like the girlfriend, his other girlfriend, his other girlfriend. his other girlfriend Oof. that I also didn't know about. Uh, um, ouch! So it Liz, was. Can we get a sound effect on that I one? Know. Because can we get, like, like every like, yeah, got. <laughs> no, Liz is speechless. Yeah. She can't even handle it. She's embarrassed. She actually said she was going to wear some headphones for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss doesn't get burned, you know. Uh, yeah. You can't burn the, the well, big boss. Yeah, that was a big burn. So, so did you, you know, stay with him, or what happened? Um. I did, yeah. I, 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 yep, I did stay with him. We were kind of together on and off for about another year. Um, How did you justify staying with him in your mind? Well, you know that story about, like, um, you know, you put a frog in a pot of water, and then you just, like, slowly raise the temperature, and then the, the frog, like, doesn't really realize it's getting hotter, and then it dies. I feel like relationships can kind of be like that sometimes, or at least this one was for me, where it's like, I start out as like a fairly normal sane person and like the small like layers of like chaos and lying and drama 
build up around you. And so your like tolerance increases. I feel like I'm really that type of a person where uh, like my like ability to deal with something gets like stronger. And in this case, it was like a negative superpower. Uh, most cases, I feel like it serves me a little bit better. Um, and, and so I think I just got like accustomed to being in a super weird, but was it just endurance or there must've been some like really positive aspect of this relationship too. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, um, he was really fun and really funny and like sexy. And like, I think there was a big part of it where, uh, he brought out, um, this like space for me to like be misbehaving. I feel like I spent a lot of time in my life up until then feeling like I was kind of performing in a way that was expected of me, and I liked the idea of stepping off that stage a little bit. And um, how did you feel about yourself during that? Then, like, how how did you were you happier with yourself as a person with him during that? I was always incredibly happy when we were together, and pretty much a shit show when we were apart. Um, so why, why? Because, because I think being, when we were together, you know, we got to kind of create this like alternative universe where, where like nothing kind of outside of what was going on between the two of us, like really matter, like in, in, in a way that I've like never experienced in another relationship. We didn't really like fight. We didn't disagree. Like we didn't, we just like hung out. Like, I think maybe we watched like one movie together the whole time we were just like had a chat, had a laugh, and was it was fun, but it also precluded my ability to have a relationship with like anyone else. So let me ask you this because I I mean, I understand that it feeling of deep desire and like lust and like intense feelings when you're with someone. And I think I find myself chasing that a lot of times because that's a great feeling to have. It's very stimulating and fun and it feels like the greatest love imaginable. Do you still, I mean, now that you, that relationship ended and it ended the way that it did and you, I imagine, learned something from it, I'm curious, like, what you learned from that, do you find yourself still chasing that feeling at all? Or, like, how do you deal with, cope with a relationship that doesn't have that, knowing that it's probably healthier? Well, before you even get to that, I want to know how it actually ended, though. Like, when you, when you ended, ended, like, what happened? It's so funny. It's like all the crazy things that happened, like, the, 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 like, line was drawn for me when he, he showed up at work and he had brought me this like big bag full of lingerie saw this like really beautiful stuff and I like took it home and I put it on and I was like man this is all like super hot and super sexy and I had that moment where I was like thinking about those women you see in movies or read about in books who are in these relationships with guys who just kind of like string them along with gifts or vacations or you know jewelry or whatever and I was like whoa I am totally stepping in that direction and that superficial romance yeah and i was like i just i can't i can't be that girl like i don't i don't know why like that was the thing and i was just like that's it i'm just done i don't know it was like that was the line for me in it's weird because like definitely way grosser stuff had happened but that was a thing i'm just like you're turning, you're, you're, you're straying too far from kind of who, who you are, who you want to be. And it's a slippery slope. Like I said, it's like flexing that muscle. I'm like, you, you know, it's not like things happen all at once in any type of relationship, like good or bad. Like the person you're with, um, you're training each other, like kind of how to be, how to be with each other, how to be in the world, how to communicate. And I didn't want to like be a joke. 
So to Ben's point, like, what about that do you find you've brought with you, though? I mean, what about the, the good things and that passion do you find you still carry with you? Um, I think it's, like, nice to know that you have, like, such a range of emotions. I think there's, like, some power there. Um, I think I learned a ton from that relationship, like, about myself, about, like, my personal boundaries, about my support network. I mean, so many people were, like, really, like working super hard to like be a support network for me and I just was really shitty to them and they were still working really hard for me and I definitely like lost some friendships and like had some there's a lot of like other relationship collateral um but I think also like I gained a lot of confidence in like my like sex appeal and my like ability to attract a man on like a physical level um I don't think I'd ever really like had that in quite such a powerful way and I felt like I had learned this thing where I'm like, oh, I know how to be sexy. And like, I didn't, I don't think I like really was into that before then. Like it was like, I was kind of like, meh, I just can't be that bothered. And I feel like I, I gained, I don't know, this like other perspective at like how to, how to like exist. And it felt like, oh, cool. This is like a thing. It's like a thing I can do if I want that feels like fun sometimes. Well, I definitely get that from you. You seem like a very physically comfortable, self-assured, confident woman in that way. And I guess that, that very well leads us to five warm smiles, which a couple weeks ago, <laughs> which um, sounds so dirty. It sounds just so like dirty. Right top, and right I do have that. this video of you explaining <laughs> oh, this, brother. but because but, we were talking, we've talked a lot of this season about offline dating, about just meeting people in the real world. I definitely have a new habit of texting you when I've made copious amounts of eye contact and smiles with men who then do not come across the room and ask me out. Um, so will you explain <laughs> for our listeners what the five warm smiles is and how you practice it. Yes, yes. Well, this was a technique I developed with my little sister. Um, both of us have been single for a couple of years, and I was like, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, we're attractive and like fun and interesting, and I thought, you know, I'm probably, you're probably, we're probably not just like projecting availability because, um, you know, nothing else made sense. And so I'm like, how do I just kind of work on a practice of like being more approachable? And I came up with my five warm smiles technique, not patented, um, but it's really simple. It's like, you know, from sunup to sundown out in your life, um, on the subway, at the grocery store, you know, at work, walking down the street, um, five times throughout the day, make eye contact with someone that you think looks interesting or attractive or appealing to you in some way and give them a warm smile. And, like, that's it. Like, there's no, like, oh, and then ask them out. Or then shake your booty. Or, you know, it's just... Um, Though that is optional if you want to shake <laughs> yeah, your booty, you yeah. can. Shaking your booty yeah. can, you know, lead you in different directions. But uh, but I think for me, um, I've, I've really found that, like, it's a, it's a thing that I can do that kind of gives me some sense of con- control. Because um, sometimes I feel like when you're out and you're, like, dating and you're single, it can feel a little bit, like just like gosh I'm just like here waiting there's nothing for me to do and I'm like I like to have a task and a practice especially I I don't know about you but I get really annoyed when people throw the whole like oh well it happens when you're not looking for it because yeah that happens to some people and it doesn't to other people though like you know you can say the opposite that you have to be putting yourself out there and be open in order to find that right person so it feels like like an empowering but not like forceful way I think like look at when people say it happens because 
when you're not looking for it. What they mean is it happens when you're not desperate for it. So, like, you can be looking, but it's, like, it's the desperation, I think, that makes it not come. Maybe. I don't know. I've just had so many people say that. It's like, oh, when you stop looking, that's when it finds you. And I'm like, bleh. It's like the whole, like, oh... You know, work, you work too hard at life. Like, all right, whatever. So I like the I like the five warm smiles because of that. That it feels like Do you you're doing. Something, actually, put this into practice pushing. every single day. No, I feel like my kind of like desire to be like actively dating kind of comes in waves, and I find it to be a very powerful technique. Um, so in, in wow, <laughs> like, how many dates does this get you? I mean, I just feel like it's like one of those things where all of a sudden you feel a little bit like I do anyway. I'm, I'm like that like a character in like a sex in the city episode where you know they're just like meeting people all the time and you're like what the hell it kind of i don't know it feels like that where it's like gone out with guys i've like met on the subway met at the library met in a grocery store like met at a friend's party it's just it feels like i'm like when i can my sister says she's she's she calls it something a little bit different she's like you gotta get your mind right to get your grind right Um, (laughs) i like your sister does she live around here she's in chicago all right well when she comes to visit i think the four of us have to go out so we can see this in action and try to try to let let it smile warmly at people exactly we can let it rub off on us awesome um well, before we leave, changing subjects completely, uh, it is, you know, the, it's a, it's going into the warm and cozy dating season. Ah, uh, cuffing season, if you will. Right, mm. cuffing, which I had never heard of before until recently when you just, yeah, cozy up with someone because it's going to get cold outside. Um, so since we have a, a Beyond Food restaurant expert in the room, um, why don't we each close the show by sharing a highbrow and lowbrow favorite place to canoodle and snuggle up um, this winter within the five boroughs and the border of Jersey, if anybody wants to go there. Who, who feels like going first? Erin. I'll, I'll start. Go for I'll it. start. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I have like a, um, both of them I feel like are a little medium brow, so sorry. Not sorry. Oh, we can't kick you off. Um, <laughs> one, I think it's like good to have date spots that are at like a convenient location to the five boroughs, which is why I like the Rum House at the Edison <gasps> Hotel. That was going to be one of mine. That's great. Yeah. I love the Rum House. Yeah. I think it's like chill. The drinks are like delicious. They usually have some like live music. The scene's like nice because you got to get a little cozy. Um, and it's conveniently located by all major transport. It's like on 54. First or fifty uh, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah, right. um, it's really good when it's raining out too or snowing when it's really gross out. Yeah. It's like darky mood lighting. Yeah. I'm not like in that neighborhood a ton, but it's like definitely a place I'm always like, oh you, my old friend. Yeah. Here. It's so Raymond Ray- Raymond Chandler-esque too. It's like, <laughs> oh, we live in New York City and I need a French seventy five. <laughs> right? No, nobody else. I, I like I the feel voice. Like my rum is like more Hemingway. That makes sense too, though. It's very well. It's a very literary type. Oh, of place. yes, yes. Yeah, you yes. should know. In addition to making poor men choices, I'm a very literary. It's dark and it's cold, <laughs> and so I need yes, yes, short declarative sentences. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. Um, my other spot is you know my, the neighborhood joint um, that now that I moved a few blocks away, I feel like can be a date joint, and um, that's Bedvine brew over on um tompkins and putnam ave super chill great like beer and wine on tap again just like super mixed crowd good vibes nice music um a little more like low-key but definitely not lowbrow um and like convenient to me awesome cool what about you benjamin both of mine are in this same neighborhood the Lower East Side. It's a good neighborhood. It's one of my favorite neighborhoods. Um, the highbrow is hot. It's 
I wouldn't. It's again. It's probably closer to medium brow. But I think because you're asking for a place you can snuggle up on, too high brow you can't really snuggle up. True. You know. So Very this true. place has like some couches, some like nice comfortable cozy atmosphere it's a place i've mentioned before on our show it's called sunita and um it's owned and the bar is tended by this woman named sunita it's a, basically a one woman show and uh she it's really you go for the jalapeno pomegranate martini which, which sounds <laughs> sounds sounds like a hangover it's, no it's actually like no, it sounds like a hangover okay. i'm not saying it is well a it hangover. sounds to you like it one sounds okay to me like a hangover. Uh, no it's delicious and it's like not too fruity not too girly just like you <laughs> Delicious, yes. Um, uh, but no, it's it's fantastic. But basically, you can't go wrong. She's a fantastic uh, mixologist, and uh, we'll. We need to have her on the show. You've talked about her twice. Now I know, we need to actually, bring her in. I think you're absolutely right. Let's and I had a really fun conversation with her about dating when I was there last. So Perfect. She, we will Season have her two. On. She's on the docket. Um, and then right down the road, right down the block, is one of my favorite dives in all of the world. Which is the magician, the Madge. Um, which you know is a place I've been going to since I moved to New York over ten years ago, um, and it really for me there's two main reasons to go. One is the killer jukebox, and the other is the very very stiff cheap drinks. I think you can still get during happy hour like a whiskey for four dollars, something like that. Well, yeah, it's or if you get cheap. like a rum and coke, it's really like a rum. With like a splash of coke, and it's like six bucks. And an amazing bouncer. Her name is Joey. She's awesome. I've had many a drunk conversation with her about her (laughs) school and her daughter. And I, Joey, if you ever listen to this, I adore you. And I leave her love notes now and then. Like she's not even working, and I just walk in and leave her a love note. Awesome bar. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to like. For me, I don't like to dance to like hip hop or you know techno or whatever. And it's just got the right tunes on the jukebox for me to kind of like get closer with a lady. So cool. Take your turn. Um, my lowbrow is, it's just called Johnny's. It's Johnny's Bar. It's on Greenwich between like 13th and 7th Avenue. It is the divey. It's like the only dive bar left in Washington. Ooh, Liz is giving me double thumbs up out there. Yeah, it's like an awesome dive bar that I usually end up at very late when I'm already maybe locked lips with someone. Um, it's a great, like, let's grab a whiskey after you've been drinking other things. Um, so that's definitely, like... <laughs> and grab each you other do, under the like table, you is do. that? Yeah. It's like you do, you yeah. know? It's just great, especially during snowstorms when, like, the city is quiet. Johnny's Bar is still there for you. And my higher brow one, um, this is a plug for Virgla, which is our first guest, Joseph Morazzo. His uh, tiny little romantic alley-wide bar is on Greenwich and Charles. And the original one of the West Village is only six feet wide. It only seats 18. Like, you sort of have to get snuggly, and it's... Prosecco and oysters, and it's like it's. I, I bring non-romantic people there, but it's a. I brought many a first and second date there. Um, and he's this week. He's opening his East Village spot. It's one eleven East East Seventh Street between First and A A and B. I don't quite remember, but one eleven East Seventh, uh, and it's a little bit bigger, but it's like black brick. And it's all Italian wines, and it's really good lighting. It's like the kind of lighting that makes everybody look hot. So that's my higher brow. The only thing Prosecco is, gentlemen, if, if you go there, the the owner might steal your lady because he's he very, is just yeah, he's very really attractive. If you listen to our so first watch episode, <laughs> Ben might have said that he hates him. Um, I, yeah, well, I yeah, said that. I don't hate him. Yeah, yeah. but he's great. And, and that opens this week. So definitely check out Very Glad on 111 East 7th Street. Um, thanks, guys. This was a very like warm and cozy and, and deep, heartfelt day for all of us thanks for coming on aaron thank you for having me maybe you'll come back and visit us again one day 
Got lots of stories. Yay. <laughs> that was just one. Of that was the one. I know. I didn't want to rush that one because it's such a good one. Um, so thank you for opening up and sharing that with us. My pleasure. So next week is our last show of our first season. We're so excited that they've asked us to continue on in January. Um, so next week we are going to be back with Anthony Raymond of Elsinore County Theater Company and Andrew McLeod of Union Beer. They were our two guests for our pilots. If you've gone to Love Bites Radio, you can uh, listen to their segments there. They were never live. So we're going to bring them back next week together and I think we're just going to drink a lot and talk with these two yeah, I cannot wait for that like all of the responsibilities in my life are kind of winding down to right. so next just week is in just, time for like celebratory. a good party episode exactly so we're going to the whole, the whole show we're just going to be talking with them we're going to let them weigh in on our current situations and since they're both very brash and you know they're men of the world I guess you could say so that will be <laughs> men of why are you laughing at me like I that don't know. I you just, know what I mean I, I'm laughing at them at them yeah, I'm going to be so, loose lipped I hope we're all, I think we all get it. Yeah, we, right. we get a we get a monetary credit for Roberta's that we've saved up for next week. So we're just blowing it all on drinks next week. So that will be interesting. Um, but until then, you can hear all of our past episodes and subscribe and review us on iTunes and hit us up on Twitter and Facebook as Love Bites Radio. Our engineer today was Malachi. Thank you so much, Malachi. Thanks to our sponsor, Wisconsin Cheese Cupid. Our theme song is Chloroform Perfume by No Denial. And we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. We'll be back at this same time next week right here on Heritage Radio Network.org. See ya. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. I saw ya, I'd big on my knees for